you are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. Well, she says, I'm serious. Give it up. These are the words that a lady named Debbie Bagry heard as she was walking to her car. I'm serious. Give it up. And she's walking home to get in her car from dinner with friends in Tampa, Florida. She was 28 years old. She was out enjoying her first night after giving birth to her second child. She turned around upon hearing those words. Those words were, I'm serious, give it up. Turned around and saw a gun pointed at her. She saw this gun pointed at her and she was terrified, startled, surprised. And in that moment, she heard the loud sound of that gun going off, sending a bullet through her mouth. Miraculously, Debbie survived that shooting, but had to undergo some 40 dental procedures over the next 10 years. Three days later, the one who pulled the trigger name was Ian, and he confessed to the crime, pled guilty to armed robbery and attempted murder, and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. No one else, there was three gentlemen there, but no one else was identified in the shooting. Debbie said she was, she was traumatized from that incident. And it wasn't too long after that that she received a phone call from Ian, the one who shot her, the one that pulled the trigger, the one who's in prison facing life. And he called her right around Christmas time and apologized and asked for forgiveness. Debbie said it was hard to hear his voice, but she granted him forgiveness and released him in her heart. Not only did she release him and forgive him, but she spoke at his sentencing and his hearing and said, don't put him in prison. I think he should be rehabilitated. I don't want him to go to prison. I think he can be restored. I don't want him to go to prison. I think he has another chance. Ian said it was not only that moment, not only did she forgive him, not only did she release him, not only did she let him go in her heart, but she said, he, Ian said, this is his own words, but she became a mother to me in prison. She called me and helped me to grow up, even though I had to go through that sentence. She helped me to grow up in the middle of all that pain and all, that, all of the, the, me forgiving myself. She let me go. And after... Working with the program, she became his biggest advocate for him to be released from prison so he didn't get receive life. And when he walked out of that prison, Debbie was standing there waiting for him as he walked out of the prison. As she stepped back into the world, she was right there. Debbie said, you know what? I was able to live the best life while he was behind bars because I let him go and I released him. And she said, over time, I really began to see how thoughtful he was, how considerate he was, and now he has a second chance. I want to thank God for second chances this morning. I want to thank God that he gave me a second chance. I want to thank God that he gave you a second chance. Aren't you glad about second chances this morning? Aren't you glad about that? Are you, are you know that we were dead in our trespasses, dead in our sin, and all of a sudden Jesus came in on the scene and he released us and so that we can be free and have life and have it more abundantly. Ian had a second chance. 
We have a second chance. Some of y'all go, Pastor Chris, you can thank God for second chances, but I'm thanking him for third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh. I mean, you are thankful that he keeps on, that his mercies are new every morning. Aren't you glad about that this morning? Mercies are new every morning. I'm going to show you a picture of it. I don't know if they have a picture of these two. Were we able to get that up? Maybe we weren't. Maybe we weren't. Maybe we weren't. Maybe we weren't. Okay. I thought we were. So um, anyway, I thought we were. Yeah. We got smoke, but we can't get to, anyway. All right, let's pray. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for your word that is true. And Lord, after it's all said and done, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to know that you have released us and that we are forgiven. And we can forgive others because, <laughs> because we've been forgiven. We've been forgiven. And so I just thank you, Lord, that it is you that gives us strength, Lord, to be able to step and close the door. Lord, those doors that need to be closed, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm back this morning with my door as an illustration because I still want you to see that closing the door to the enemy in your life is still important. Every time you close a door, now we've been talking about closing the door uh, and forgiveness, but there, how many know there's other doors that could be open? We're going to talk about those later on down the road. There's the door of, of, of uh, ungodly beliefs and doubt and unbelief and generational curses and all those things. And we want to shut the door to that. But I want to finish um, talking about unforgiveness because it's still an issue that we all have to deal with. Why is that, Pastor Chris? Because Jesus says offenses must come, 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 come. <laughs> Offenses must come. You'll be offended. How many know that you have a chance to be offended all the time? Every single time you have a chance, all the time, just people offend you. And they don't even necessarily know that they offend you, but offenses must come. The Bible says, woe to those. It says that, that they come through. But at the same time, we are going to be offended. And when Pastor Terry, when I was younger, way younger than I am now, and he said to me, he goes, Chris, I'm going to be predisposed to forgive, predisposed not to have any offenses. I go, how in the world? That must be a superpower, because I don't know if you can actually, that can actually be done. got to be a superpower, because, I mean, that, I'm, I'm just, I wonder, I remember coming home to Vanessa going, look, I just think people just wake up in the morning and, and the enemy goes, hey, offend Chris. And then they just do it. They just wake up, just find a way to offend. And so I have a chance to forgive. So last time I talked to you, I spoke to you about the three, three aspects of the frame, I mean, of, of the door. There's the frame. We talked about that. Peter was framed. How many times, Jesus, must I forgive? Only seven times? He framed him. No, 70 times seven. And we talked about the knob. How that if you're choosing to forgive, the door doesn't close on its own. You have to reach out and grab that knob and close it and say, I choose to forgive. Remember that? Talked about that. And the other aspect, talked about the knob, the hinges. We talked about the fact that forgiveness, it, I mean, you, can't, you, you want to close the door? It hinges on you forgiving others. Amen? Yeah. I have three more that I want you to focus on today. Uh, I want to focus on and turn to Luke chapter 23. And I'm going to show you, tell you three more aspects of this door, of closing it. That's so important. I love this door. It's a great door. Um, like the fact that, um, that the team did this for me so that I can illustrate. Jesus wanted to illustrate the point that he said that he was the open door. And so we want to close all those doors. There's one thing as you're turning there. There's one thing for us uh, to, you know, for us to have the door open and then close it so the enemy can come in uh, so he doesn't come in. But it's another thing for us to just leave it wide open ourselves. So we want to shut the door. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, close the door. And this is close the door part two. Yeah, close the door. <laughs> I, I say that a lot at my house. 
Luke 23, verse 32, here's what it says. And this is, they're talking about the crucifixion. And I want you to hear this. There were also two other criminals, Jesus on the cross, led with him to be put to death. Verse 33. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left, And then Jesus said, listen at these words. I want you to put yourself in the context. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots, and the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, he saved others. Let him save himself, if he's a Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine and saying, if you're the king of kings, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. So here's here's what I want to say. Forgiveness, Jesus on the cross. He's on the cross. The people that put him there. Somebody's like, well, those were the Romans. Those were the soldiers. No, can I tell you, we put him there on the cross. It was our sin that that, that nailed him to the cross. And so here's here's the, the truth is that when we get to a place, forgiveness is love in action. Is that true? Let me tell you the reason why I'm saying that's true. Because anybody can stand there and say this. Be like, you know what? I love you. I love you with the love of the Lord. We can sit there and tell people, man, I love you. It's so good to see I love you. But let us have a problem. Let us have some issues, and we'll see how much much we love each other, right? I mean, I'm telling you, we can get to a point where it's like, I've been walking with with, with Kevin for so long, but let us have some issues. And we're quick to forgive, but I mean, somebody else may not be quick to forgive. I mean, I remember, you know, in Vanessa and our early years, we married 22. Man, I'm telling you, we get into some arguments and some heated arguments. And then, you know what I'm saying? We're quick to forgive. I'm telling you what. I mean, it was just, we wouldn't talk to each other. We just, we wouldn't, we wouldn't resolve conflict. Now, some of y'all looking at each other, because like, we do that. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, come on. Some of you wink at me. You know what I'm talking about. And I was, I, I hated the argument because I was always wrong. <laughs> always wrong. I would try to, I mean, like, I like, it's like she was a lawyer. Like she knew what was going on. She knew how to win the argument. I don't think she know how to win the argument, but she knew what I had on, my hand motion when I said it, and what, exactly what I said. I go, did I, I'm questioning myself. I'm going in knowing that I'm going to win this time. And I go and I go, hey, listen, this is what I said. She goes, no, you weren't because you were sitting in that chair and you had turned around and you made a comment about how good the little, De- little Debbie snack cakes were and then you came back and said this. And that's how I know this to be true. I just walk in with my, te- my tail tucked between my legs. I thought I was going to win it. But one of the things that we wrote down and we were talking about before we got married, marriage counselor said be quick to forgive. Be quick to release. Be quick to go ahead and forgive. And let me tell you why. Because this door has a latch on it. And you talk about, you know, the latch, it, it latches. And when you forgive, you, you hold unforgiveness, you latch yourself on to that person that, that has offended you. You latch on to them. You say, well, I'm just trying to get free from You're trying to get free from that person because you've latched on to that offense. And now you can't, get, you can't get out of it unless you forgive and you unhook yourself from that person. So forgiveness, you say, I'm forgiving them. I, don't, I know they did me wrong. I'm forgiving them. You know, it's really, honestly... You think about what Debbie said, it was for him. I was able to live my life because I attached myself, I unhooked myself from what the offense, and I forgave him. I let him go because of that. Here's, here's what, let me just let me tell you this, that the word forgiveness, the word forgiveness comes from, from a, a, a Greek word, aphemei, which means to remit, 
It means to, to let go. It means to leave alone. Now listen at the word. It's a Greek word, aphemei. It almost sounds like I free me. I'm freeing me from that person. I, I, I'm, I'm letting go of that person. I forgive. I let go. I'm not going to bring it up again. I'm not going to, I'm going to forego it. I'm going to let it go because I don't want to be attached to that person. And so you let it go. And so we're talking about the, uh, the, the release of forgiveness. Let them go. Release them. That's what Jesus did. He did things on the cross. The people that put him there. And he says this, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They have no idea. And that's what you say. With that. I know they know what they were doing, Pastor Chris. They, I know it. They had premeditated in their heart to come against me. Is that true? Is that true? Do you know what they're going through? Do you have any idea what's going on in their life? Do you know exactly there? You have no idea what's going on in your life. So that's why I say just forgive them, just release them, let them go. And I'm telling you what, as I'm preaching this message, I told the Lord, Lord, please let me preach any other message. Is there any other cup? Let it remove it from me. Because I know the enemy's going to be like, oh, it's time to practice what you preach. Oh, I know around the corner. Today, somebody, this, is, this happened uh, two weeks ago. I had three people spill drink in my lap last week. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about cold stuff in my lap. And they just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like, you know what? Just smile. Cute and cuddly, boys. Just wave. Wave at everybody. Just wave. You just wave. Just, I'm telling you. And you have a, plan, a chance to, be, to get upset. You have a chance to get, get upset and mad. But the truth is we got to forgive. Amen? To release. The release of forgiveness. Unhook the latch. Let yourself go. My second point is this. I want you to look at this. Look at, I want you to look at the door for a second. The door, most all doors, have a cross. There's a cross. When you close the door to the enemy, I'm telling you, you have a chance to let the cross do what Jesus did. He's on the cross. He's on the cross. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Look at that. Did you guys notice the cross? Most all doors have a cross. Is that true? We sit there and we, it causes us to be able to, to, to forgive because of what Jesus has done on the cross. We have to, to let go. To let it go. You guys have Facebook where it tells you sometimes about the memories that come up 10 years ago. Anybody have that on Facebook? 10 years ago, six years ago. You know what popped up in my memory today, this morning? It was so funny. Just checked it just for a little bit. The drummer, Garrett, was in, I was a youth pastor then, and we were having an event at my house 11 years ago today. And he was running in my backyard after I told those guys not to be running, they were running in my backyard, and he ran into another kid who was one of the wood kids and broke his arm. I'm talking about it wasn't just a little break. I'm talking about it was like this and then went that way. I'm talking about a compound break. And so I just remember that. I was like, mm, you know, some memories, you know. And I remember driving him to the hospital that night because uh, the, the kids came to me and go, Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, Gareth broke his arm. I go, it's not broken. You're not a doctor. They go, come quick, come quick. I'll get there when I get there, you know. I go around the corner, and he shows me his arm, and he's waving like this, you know what I'm saying. I mean, his arm, and he's just waving like that. And I go, mm, I just get sick to my stomach. <laughs> So y'all laughing, but I'm getting sick for a different reason. I'm thinking, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to, you know, who, what's going to happen? So I'm driving him to the hospital and, and, and Garrett in the church van. And Garrett looks at me. He goes, Pastor Chris, please, please pray. Please pray that, that, that my arm gets fixed. I'm in so much pain. I go, you pray. I'm driving. <laughs> 
That's a true story. I go, because I didn't have enough faith in his arm for, to, to be healed. And so I said, you pray. I said those words out of my mouth. They were coming out. It's like, oh, way to go, Pastor. <laughs> How much faith do you have? You know, so much faith. You know, I'm just like, you can preach, but can you have faith? I'm like, look at his arm. It's broken. His arm is broke. So I'm driving right over here to Trinity. It was called Trinity then. We get him into the hospital. And I'm telling you, the lady there, when she got in, you know, uh, we got him in here. She's like, she's like, um, sir, I need you to fill out this paperwork. So I go to fill it out. They go, no, he needs to fill out the paperwork. Garrett, I was like, did you, did you see his arm? She goes, it doesn't matter, sir. You need to fill out, he needs to fill out the paperwork. You, are you his guardian? I go, uh, <laughs> I know I'm black and he's white. <laughs> But I'm his youth pastor. They go, we don't care. He's got to fill it out. I'm telling you, it's one thing after another. This lady's coming at me. And so all of a sudden, you call it righteous indignation. You call it whatever it is. I go, lady, his arm is broken. We, we got to get him in. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm getting upset. I'm getting offended. And, and all of a sudden, a supervisor walks in. The supervisor goes, what's going on here? And so she goes, she goes, he won't fill out the paperwork. And so there's Gareth. And he shows his arm. And it's just breaking, just hanging, dangling outside. And so she goes, oh, my gosh, get him in here. Forget the paperwork get him in here and she uh, and all of a sudden they wheel him in you know and he's like Pastor Chris please pray and it was at that moment that they stuck him he goes Pastor Chris <laughs> 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 how you doing there Garrett <laughs> <laughs> so his parents come I walk out and I see the lady in the hallway she walks up to me and she said, she goes, sir, pastor, sir. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, I just want you to please forgive me for the way I acted. She goes, I was trying to do my job. And on this time, I just got this job. I hadn't had a job. I've been released from so many things. And so she goes, would you please just forgive me? I didn't mean to act that way. I was just trying to make sure I didn't keep my job. Would you please, please forgive me? And I said, yes, ma'am, I do. And so she goes, do you really? I go, yes, ma'am, I forgive you. I said, it's been a rough night, you know, because... Uh, Got an arm broken, never had that before. So I may be working up over here with you once my pastor finds out <laughs> about this arm broken. Y'all hiring over here because it never happened before. But the truth is, is you're laughing, but you, we do that all the time. We assume that we know exactly what's going on in that person's life, and you have no idea what's, what is. Amen? And so that's what, the, that's what the cross is for. The cross is, is there. So that's what I'm saying. The cross represents that, that door that Jesus bled and died for. He forgave us a sin that we, he gave us a, forgave us a debt that we could not pay. We owed a debt that we, could, that we owed and we could not pay it, but God freed us. His son, Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Let me tell you what that means. That means that we are forgiven, that we are free to forgive because the forgiver lives on the inside of us. Here's what that means. That means that he doesn't hold that sin that we had to our charge. That means that we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That means that we've been washed in the blood of the lamb. You've been plunged beneath the flow. Oh, precious is that flow. That makes me white as snow. That means that all of the sins that you have committed, that you, have, that you are committing, that you ever will commit, was nailed to the cross with Jesus Christ. And you are free. And you, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Jesus can. But you know what? I can boldly come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy, to find grace to help in time of need because I've been washed with his blood. And I'm free and I've been made clean. You hear what I'm telling you? It's so, it's so, it's so important. And so it's, it's when Jesus said, hey, you've been forgiven. 
You've been forgiven. You remember when, when, we, were, when we were kids? I don't know if you remember this. I'm, I'm, date, I'm dating myself. But that third, <clears throat> that third stanza in, in that hymn um, that says, My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole. His nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Sing it with me. It is well. Come on, sing it. It is well with with my soul. With my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. Aren't you glad that it was nailed to the cross with Jesus Christ? Aren't you glad that you have no more? It isn't. You would go and try to check your account and find out what sin you've committed. And you go, God, I want to check up on my account. He goes, what are you talking about? No, you know the sin that I committed yesterday. What are you talking about? Because I, I, I know I sinned yesterday. Yeah, don't you remember, though? It was nailed to the cross with my son. And all of the anger, all of the wrath, all of that wrath was nailed to the cross, and I took it out on my son. But you can take it out on me. Come on, Jesus, I can take it. That's what some of us do sometimes. Lord, I can take it. Let me have it. Like, no, I'm not going to let you have it. I'll let him have it. And therefore, you can have peace. You can have grace. You can have life. You can have joy. You can have it more abundantly because of what my son has done at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. And the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the day. Do you remember that day Then you were washed clean with the blood? Why can we stand there and be washed clean with the blood, but we can't release other people when they offend us and upset us? Some friends of mine sent me a video. As I'm, I'm coming to the close, I got one more point. They sent me a video of some guys that were hunting, deer hunting. And um, they saw a deer who, who had, who's a, is a buck, and he had wrapped, and got, and got involved in some briars, and he was caught in those briars, and, and he was so caught up that his head was stuck in the ground, because every time he tried to free himself, every time he would try to free himself, he would get more and more entangled in the briars, and he would move, and he'd go this way, and he'd go that way, and try to pull, and the more and more he tried to work himself free, the more and more he got caught up in those briars. You know, brothers and sisters, that's been us. The more we try to do things ourselves, the more we try to free ourselves, the more effort we try to put in doing things ourselves, the more entangled we get in the world, the more entangled we get in turmoil, the more entangled we get in strife and all those things. And so what they did was, these, these hunters, they, uh, it wasn't a buck that they wanted to shoot, obviously, or they would have turned out different. They'd have been like, thank you, Lord, but they didn't. <laughs> they put a, a, a his, he took his jacket off and he put it on, on the deer's, face and one by one he took one of those tines and he would free it and he would get another tine the tines are the little ant the, the antlers that are up and he took another tine and he free that and the deer calmed down and he and each one that he would free until the until the deer got free I, I, it was a video you can look it up on youtube and as the deer gets free he jumps over here to the side he looks back one more time as to say thank you he dashes off in the woods. Here's what I want to say to you. Jesus is doing that for us. 
Every little, all those little things that we've tried to wrap ourselves in to get free. And then every offense that we've, we've tried to take on. Man, that person upset me. We're going to close the door to that. That's going to get free. Man, you don't know what that guy, what that person did to me, Pastor Chris. I'm going to free you of that. But you weren't there. I know it, but I'm going to free you of that because I don't want you to walk in, in bitterness and unforgiveness. I don't want you to walk in that. I want you to be free because that, that the, but, 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 but can it, what is it about us that wants to hold on to stuff? You ever ask that question? What feels good about holding on to unforgiveness and, and bitterness? God is saying this morning, I want you to be better, not bitter. What is it about that? Want to hang on to it. When God said, hey, it's better for you if you just free yourself, let it go, and be who I've called you to be. Amen? Yes. My last point has to do with this. The door has, we said, it's got a cross, it's got a latch, and then there's a doorway. I believe that forgiveness, when we walk in forgiveness, it is the doorway to freedom. It's a doorway to walk in the freedom. The guy's an open way, open door. Jesus said, I am the door. And this is what he says. He, he also says this. I, I love this. He goes, I am the door. And he says, behold, I stand at the door. He says, I stand there and knock. If anyone hears my voice, the only person you should be opening that door to is Jesus. He's a doorway to freedom. And when we walk in forgiveness and we say, you know what, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive because the forgiver lives on the inside of me and I had a debt that I couldn't pay. So the only way I'm going to open this door is to let him in, let the cross close behind me so that I can be free. He said, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice. So here's what I'm saying to you. The freedom of Christ, the freedom that he brings says this to us. It says that I'm free and he says, open up ye gates, open up ye everlasting doors. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Why is the doors being lifted up? Why is the door being opened? So that the king of glory can, shall come in. The world's going, who is this king of glory you speak of? All of the Black Lives Matter is going, who is this king of glory that you're, you're talking about? All these riots and all of, the, all of the, the, the things that are going on. Who is this king of glory? CNN. Who is this king of glory that you speak of? Why are you guys not rioting? Why are you not upset? Why are you not angry? Because you have no idea of what the debt that I owed and God forgave me. So that's why I'm going to release. That's why I'm going to forgive. That's why I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold unforgiveness and bitterness in because he forgave me. I was there. I had every right to be angry. I had every right to be mad. I had every right to be to be mean and take up an offense. But I'm I'm gritting my teeth because I choose not to walk in unforgiveness. I won't do it. I won't do it. I I won't take up an offense. Some of us are sitting here mad because we're taking up an offense, but a third-party offense that didn't even happen to us. Isn't that crazy? Gonna get mad because something didn't even happen to you. But you know what's going on. There's a whole race of people that are mad and angry and upset because something that didn't even happen to them happened to their ancestors. They were sitting up here mad and upset so mad. And this is what I didn't understand. I can say this because y'all came, but I can say it. 
I'm just getting started. Here's what, I can say this. Got a whole race of people getting upset because something that didn't happen to them, and they're going, I'm so mad. I'm so angry that I got to go get a TV about it. I got to go grab a TV out of the store. I'm so mad. I'm so angry that I got to destroy businesses and all this thing. Y'all don't have to amen, but I amen myself. I'm telling you what, got a whole race of people, which God said, yes, that happened to you. But if you would step into forgiveness and if you would release and if you would let go, I'll show you a freedom that you can't bring about on your own. He says, call to me and answer, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Is it time for, now, and I'm not talking about injustice, because some of y'all are emailing me, yes, Pastor Chris, but what about injustice? Hey, injustice, but here's what he says about that. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I'll repay. The battle is not yours, it's mine. But what about injustice? We cried injustice. You want to cry about injustice? Cried about abortion and the babies that are being killed every day. Cried about that. You want to be upset about something? You want to get behind something? So get upset about the abortions and the babies that are being killed every single day. And then we don't. We, so we want to see. That's the thing. And I'm, I know you'll be like, Pastor Chris, be careful. I'm gonna go ahead and cross over that line this morning and just say this. You want to be upset about something? You be upset about abortion. We pick and choose the things that we want to get behind. We pick and choose the things that we. I want to be behind what the Bible says that we are to stand behind. I stand on the word of God. Sojourn stands on the word of God and says we must forgive. But what about Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, Red Lives Matter, Yellow, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're all precious in his sight. All lives matter. And so I'll step in. It's like, careful, Pastor Chris. Listen, I'm at the point of no return. I'm already over that line. I refuse to get behind anything, anybody that doesn't say that every single life matters to him. And I choose to, to see people as he does. Because this is what he says. You want to say, well, what does the Bible say? He said, I no longer regard people after the flesh any longer. When I see them. I see them the way Jesus sees them. I'm looking at people out in this congregation whom I love. I love all of you. And all of you, I can't imagine, I can't imagine you, you, you're not being here and not being a part of what God is doing. And so if we're going to do that, we're going to do it as a family. Amen. And we are going to stand on biblical principles. This church is going to stand on biblical principles like we always have for 34 years. As my, as my spiritual father has stood on those principles, handed them to me, we're going to continue to stand on them. So much that when you go back in and check on children's ministry, they go, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. And some lady one time, she goes, but we don't stand alone on the word of God. I go, Yes, we do. We stand on his word. It's like, yes, but, you know, there's other things. Like, no, there's no, 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 we stand on his word. Yes, we stand in faith, and yes, we stand in victory, and yes, we stand in peace, and yes, we stand in his joy, but we stand on his word. Because if you don't have his word, you don't have any of those other things. <laughs> Heaven and earth are passed away, but his word remains forever. How are we able to be who God's called us to be? How come you guys are not angry? And that's what, the, how come you're not upset? How come you're, oh, we are. We don't like the injustice that's going on in the world, but we choose to spread a different message. That message says that I've been forgiven. That message says I've been free. That message said that he chose. And he's like, does God have amnesia? Did he forget that you sinned? Like, no, this is what he did. He chose to get your sin, ball them up, and reach back and hurl them as far as the east is from the west. Then he chose 
to not remember him. It didn't say he forgot, just forgot about him. Because there was times, you guys remember this, the last thing I'm going to say, remember times when you got in trouble? And, and, and your, your mom, because my mom didn't do this. She didn't do wait till your daddy get home because she got me right then. <laughs> Some of y'all were like, you wait till your father get home. My mother was like, I'm just going to tag him in. I've already been working on you. I'm just going to tag him in. <laughs> they both was working on me. You know what I'm saying? They both was working on me. They say, ain't, no, ain't no wait till your father gets home. It's just round two. That's all that is. <laughs> That's round two. You're like, mom. Oh, don't say mom now. You said you could have said it. And all of a sudden, dad come home. Tag, you're it. <laughs> You know, and all of a sudden, but you remember that? You would hope, though, this, this is, there was a chance that you would hope. You remember this? That he would forget or that mom would forget to tell him. You remember that? And you were good for the rest of the day. A little halo and everything. You were good for the rest of the day. You want to make sure mom, mom just said, what do you need, mother? How can I be of service to you? I'm at your every beck and call. Start talking in the King James language. Thou art pretty today. Thou artest the sweetest, the, uh, the fairest of them all. Who can know that? You know what I'm saying? You start saying stuff like that. But hoping that she would forget. Only a couple times mom forgot because she got busy. I would thank the Lord. It's a phone call or somebody happened. Somebody got sick or something. I got to go to the hospital. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't supposed to thank God for people getting sick. Uh, you, you, you shut up. You don't know what's going on in my life. Don't judge me. <laughs> but it wasn't that God forgot. It was the fact that he chose not to remember your sins anymore. That is good news. Brothers and sisters, that's good news. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to keep talking about closing doors, but at the same time, this one concludes. Listen, you will be offended. Can I just tell you you're going to be offended? You'll be, anybody, anybody's like, I'm, you're going to try to walk through life and not be offended? Good, good luck with that. That's not going to happen. You're going to be offended. It's what we choose to do afterwards. Remember, the truth is, is that there's a cross. The cross has already took care of it. All the sin was nailed to the cross. It's right there. We close doors and we never notice that sometimes. You know that? It's always there. There's usually a cross on every door. And then, you know, there's, there's, we talk about the doorway. The doorway that, that, leads, that leads to freedom. And then the latch. Unhook yourself from that person. Free yourself. Amen? Amen. So I want you, just if you would, those of you that are watching online too, just close your eyes. The Lord may want to show you somebody that, you, that may have offended you. No, you don't have to look because the Holy Spirit is like, like, I want you to walk in the fence. Just let the Spirit of God show you. Just let's release them right now. Lord, we choose to release. Some of you are family members that need, you need to release. Some of it's a uh, co-worker. Here's what the Lord said right just now. I want you to listen to this. Keep your eyes closed. Some of you need to forgive yourself. Some of you have said things about yourself and you've held yourself captive. Release yourself. Use hard on yourself. God said, I didn't say that about you. I'm not hard. I'm not being hard on you. Release yourself. Forgive yourself in Jesus' name. Some of you may need to release some corporations that have maybe stole some money from you or did something to you, a corporation or, or, or a job or some, some parents spoke some things over you trying to encourage you, trying to motivate you. And you uh, took, on that, took on that scar. And the Lord said, not only do, do, I, do I forgive and release, and you, but he also heals you. I am the Lord that heals you. He is the balm of Gilead. So I'm praying, Lord, that you just, Lord, would just show us to release whoever that is who we've been latched on to. Let the cross, the, the work of the cross, work in our lives to do what you called us to do, be who you called us to be. And I want to thank you, Lord, and I want you to thank the Lord with me on your behalf. Thank you, Lord, that you've forgiven us.
Tell the Lord that. Just, Lord, that you've forgiven me. Thank you that you've released me. And I don't have to hold on to anybody else. That you've forgiven me, Lord, that huge debt. Just like Debbie did. She forgave. And then she jumped in and tried to, and didn't want to free him. He had a life sentence, just like we did. We had a life sentence of death. The wages of sin is death. She jumped in there and, and helped free him because free people free people. So help us to walk in that freedom. Be free and do what you called us to do and be who you called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.